Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Okay, let's move on. Uh, our guest is here, thanks to Arkansas Urology, Nathan Brown, the head coach of the Central Arkansas Bears. Top 20 in both polls now, Coach. Got a little bit of help uh, on an off week, which is good. Good to see you. How are you? Yeah, that'd be a bad deal if you dropped on off week. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> expect you to drop, but a lot of the teams that were in front of you, like yeah. Harvard lost to Yale. I mean, yeah, there, was got, some, there, was some, there were some losses in front of us that obviously uh, helped us. I think we jumped, jumped you know, three or four spots in the coaches' poll. Without, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I don't put as much, you know, look into that one just because coaches ironically as a coach we're so locked into you know our teams i don't think a lot of coaches are doing their research on it but the ap poll it's good to be you know top 20 and uh you know in the spot we're in with four weeks left i mean that's that's a positive a lot of road trips so far you're eight games in or seven games in i guess five and two you get a bye week and we've talked about i mean coaches seemingly always say this but it does seem like it came in a perfect spot you got a good four game stretch two home two road left but uh, with guys dinged up and this far in the year and, you know, all the road games you've already had, it seems like it came at a perfect spot. Well, and it, you know, bye weeks are – they can be a double-edged sword. I mean, like, I, you know, the bye week last week, uh, you know, during the week was nice because you gave your chance of guys a chance to get a break. You know, and, and, and we talk about this. I know you've heard me say this many times, but as much emotionally, mentally, I mean, not just the physical side. I mean, it's football season's a grind. And so – um, to give them a break just on game planning for a week and, and, and really, uh, you know, just recharging their battery. Uh, but we got good work in. We got in the weight room, did all those things. But you also lose a little bit of your groove. I mean, like, you, you know, you, you know, we've won four straight, you know, and we're sitting in a good spot and you, you take a, take a week off or, or, or you know, a bye week. And, and, and so the, the, the thing that scares you as a coach is are we going to lose our – we're going to lose our edge. Are we going to lose, you know, our momentum? It's our job as coaches to obviously – um, get our guys prepared and, and, and get us back into a routine going into this week. And obviously homecoming week for us at UCA against Tarleton State, another conference opportunity, conference game opportunity for us. Uh, we had a great practice last night. So um, I, feel like we're in a, I feel like we're in a great spot as far as, as far as we're concerned going into the last four weeks. No one said it would be easy, and it certainly hasn't been for you guys. You have found a way to win in a couple of different ways, and largely it's been with your defense on the field at the end of games. Certainly the 30-6 the to six deficit you guys made up and won earlier in the year has been the storyline of this team not to mention the close misses i guess in the early part of the season at oklahoma state north dakota state so what do you think about this team i mean you've seen championship quality teams before does this team have that kind of something extra well it does and and i think it's it's winning those close games it's winning in in different ways i mean we've had to hold on to leads late obviously on the road at southern utah long trip you know weather delay all sorts of 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 things being thrown your way to, to help you not succeed, and we were able to hold on to a big lead there. And, and, and then we come back the next week and, and, and make a miraculous comeback uh, in the fourth quarter, score six touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and basically, basically almost play a perfect fourth quarter. Um, and then really if you look at Stephen F. Austin, you know, we had the lead, gave up the lead, and then we had a two-minute drive to go win the game. And defense uh, defense on the field last is to hold them to a four and out. So, um, And then we've won big. I mean, you look at the Abilene game, Abilene keeps winning. They're a good program. They're a good team. I mean, they're sitting, I think, at two and one in the conference. And, you know, we won that game 52-17, I think. I mean, so we've won it in all different ways. I think what what gets me excited about this team is we've got a ton. This t- teams came together and won tough games, but we got a ton of individual talent that's that's really good as far as, uh, as, far as it goes. I mean, you look at David. Walker, you look at Tamari Wilson, you look at Shandarek Powell, Darius Hill, the way Will McElvain's playing right now is as good as anybody in the country, in my opinion. 
you know, we're just in a good spot, and, and it's going to take great effort and some, some great individual efforts as we move forward. But, but man, when football's a team game. It's, it's not about one guy. If your team can come away with wins like that, um, that's what makes it so special. I was very impressed the Stephen F. Austin game. They had all the momentum. They came all the yeah. way back. It was just an incredible t- turn of tide, the way the momentum went from y'all's sideline to their sideline. Yep. Got the ball back in the fourth quarter. What was it like on the sideline? What's being said in that moment because – it showed a lot about this team to drive down the field and win the game. Well, I think it starts with veteran leadership. I mean, look, us as coaches, we're, we're never going to quit on our players. We're going to continue to pump positive vibes in them. We're going to continue to say, hey, we've got this. Relax. You know, let's come together. But when it comes down to it, those are the guys making the plays. I even said that in the Southeast Missouri game, the SEMO game, when we made that comeback. It wasn't about what we did. I mean, everybody wanted to ask me about, well, what adjustments did you make, Coach? And, you know, unbelievable job of clock management and all these things. And I'm like, man, the players did it. I mean, at the end of the day, if your players – um, come together and, and, and execute and, and make some plays. I mean, big-time big time players make big-time plays in, in, in tough moments, and that's what we've seen happen over the last few weeks. And so, um, man, just relaxation. I mean, the guy, that's, that's a product of having a veteran team. That's a product of having a veteran quarterback that's played a lot of football. Um, he wants the ball in his hands, and, and he seems to be at his best this year in those moments, and that's what's so exciting. And so, um, you know, and then on the defensive side, I mean, Tamari Wilson, David Walker, Logan Jessup, those guys are just relaxed. Cameron Godfrey, I mean, they've done it a lot. They've played a lot of snaps over the course of their college careers, and, and they're proving it to be uh, to be a success to the Bears as far as this 2023 season goes, and, and, and we're going to need that through these last few games. Schedule that remains, four games again, and – and we've talked about it. If you win out, you're going to be in the conversation yep. for potentially maybe a national seed, for sure a home game to start the playoffs, which makes all the difference in the world. And I'm looking at the schedule, Coach, and I'm looking at you know who played this last week, and Eastern Kentucky lost another heartbreaker. I'm hoping they're going to be down in the dumps by the time they get here. But that's become a rivalry game in the early part of that series. North Alabama squeaks out a win at home over Utah Tech. Tarleton, your next opponent, won 42 zip at home over Moorhead State. And then Austin P finds a way in double overtime at Southern Utah last weekend. So, uh, you know, again, you look at all the games you have left. I mean, there's just no easy games. And, you know, even North Alabama, yeah. a team that we weren't expecting anything from, they lost their best player. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now he's in Conway, which worked is great. Out, worked out well for us. But, I mean, they're finding a way to, to be competitive week to week. It's been a, it's a, it's a tough run. This, this UAC is maybe a little better than people expected. UAC has a ton of depth. I don't think that we're going to get the national, uh, the national respect or attention that maybe it deserves yet. It's a new conference. I mean, it's – um, a bunch of really good teams coming together and gr- good programs and, and really developing a new developing a new conference and and I think we, we just like anything I mean any any new kids on the block you're gonna have to you're gonna have to earn your right to, to, to have a seat at the table and I think this conference has slowly proven that even if you look at throughout the year the non-conference games that this conference has been able to win they've been big and so um, and even even some some close losses in some in some non-conference games so I'm, I'm excited about this conference again like you said I mean there's no there's no days off, and so I, that's that's the message to our team. I mean, don't look at records, don't look at uh, don't look at prior scores. You know, all that thing can all those things can be very uh, very tempting to look at, and especially as a you know when you're sitting in the spot like we are, um, you know, on top of the conference, you're gonna get everybody's best shot. I mean, and I think that's what the Bears get it uh, is is we're gonna get everybody's everybody's home run swing, and and so if we're not ready for that and we're not prepared for that, I mean, that's what we got two weeks ago against SFA. They, they I mean. That Coach Carthel had a great game plan. I mean, they had surprise onside, fake punt, double reverse passes. I mean, we're going to get everybody's best shot, so we have to be even more on point if we want to have success. You guys are run the ball with reckless abandon early in the season, and it has not been quite as successful uh, generally, although you've had some yeah. certainly some impressive games. And, and I mean, sometimes we look at it and it's like, oh, wait, 200-yard rushing yeah. today. That's weird. Um, what, what have teams done to adjust to that? Because obviously you can't beat the Bears if you're going to let Shandari Powell run for 200 yards and let the other guys get involved. Yeah, I think – 
again, we're playing good coaches. I mean, like, <laughs> right? I mean, like, this is a, a well-coached league, and obviously teams we've got on our schedule are, are, are well-coached, and they're going to put a scheme together that, uh, you know, if, if, if that's the strength of our team, they're going to try to stop the strength, you know. And so what we've been fortunate enough to have is, is we've got one of the most efficient passers in the country as well. So you want to you load up the box like a lot of teams are doing. They're adding an extra hat to the box. It's all a numbers game. Uh, and and uh, then we've got to be able to throw the ball, and Will's been able to do that, especially late in the games when it matters most. Um, you know, you're seeing guys like Gerard Barnes continue to step up. Miles Butler's having a huge year. Uh, Christian Richmond has two or three of the biggest catches on the year out of anybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, Colin James continues to find a way to make plays, whether it's in the run game or pass game. So it's just it's it's something we've got to continue to be creative as coaches. We've got to put our players in the best position to succeed. Don't bang your head up. It's like putting a you know a square peg in a round hole. I mean, like if if they're you know loading up to stop the run, let's throw the football. I mean, and we've got the players and playmakers to be able to do that. Early in the season, you guys open at Oklahoma State, and you guys gave them all you they wanted, yeah. and you get a couple of touchdowns called back. Otherwise, that could have been a different outcome. Well, then they go out and stumble out of the gate a little bit. And people are like, ah, maybe it wasn't that great. They're Man, five and two they're and three good. and one in the Big Twelve they're all good. of a sudden. We know how good North Dakota State's program has been. Yeah. To me, again, this program to take the next step, you've got to be able to beat those teams right not necessarily oklahoma state but north dakota state right And you've had a chance in the last few seasons to measure yourself against the nation's best not just trying to win conference games and it looks like to me that the program is much closer than it was 10 years ago we're really close and and i tell you what and you know this you know calling the game at oklahoma state i mean i'd love to have that game back i know that's way back in week one uh but man we left some stuff out there and um, obviously, at the time, you you know you respect a team, a Mike Gundy coach team, and what he's done is just do what he does every year. He's just chopped away, chopped away, and they found found what their identity was, and now they've become one of the best teams in the Big Twelve. And you know, so that loss looks a lot better than what it may have looked like on paper to begin with, even though it was a Power Five loss. And then you look at North Dakota State; they've stumbled a time or two since they played us, but they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to make a deep run. They're conditioned and built for that. Um, they're sitting at five and two. I think they're in the top ten in one poll. They're eleventh in the other. I mean, they're that's a great program obviously winning winning nine of the last 12 national championships i mean that's the standard and we we felt like when we left there we we left meat on the bone too we felt like we had a shot i mean we put up you know 450 yards offense against them over 200 i think 250 yards rushing i mean that's that's a that's a top of the line team at our level so um you know our two losses this year are unfortunate um, and that's a product of a tough schedule, but that's that's something that you have to be prepared for and look forward to as a UCA Bear is Dr. T's going to put together a great schedule every single year for us. Um, this year's no different. Um, we just got to finish this season out and, and be in a good position to go uh, go have a playoff opportunity. What do you see out of Tarleton State this weekend? Well, they're good. I mean, and, and I told our players this last night in our team meeting. I, I think talent, like if you just said pure talent, they'll have the best running back we have left. Um, on our schedule, um, a young man that's actually a UAPB transfer rushed for over a thousand yards at UAPB last year. Hmm. Um, very Shunderic Powell-ish body type, not a big kid, real shifty, um, tough to get down. Uh, probably had the best best pure receiver left on our schedule as well. So that's two individual talented players on offense. Um, you know they've 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 played a difficult schedule as well. They they you know they're sitting over there and they're they're. Their uh, meeting room saying, "Hey, we're five and three. We win, you know, three of our our last or three of our last four. We got a chance to be in the playoff conversation. So, um, I mean, they're in a spot. They've, they've pumped a lot of resources and money into that program. If you look at that stadium and some of the things they've done, uh, you can tell that they they're they're putting it into their football program. And coach 
Coach Todd Witten does a great job there. He's a longtime coach. Coach of Sam Houston for years was at Lamar as an offensive coordinator. We know a lot about him. I played against him as a player uh, when he was a head coach. So um, very well coached team. Uh, you know, they, they've got a great defense, an attacking style defense. They're not afraid to play man coverage. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. They're, they're, they're a talented football team. Their leading receiver has 45 receptions. They have another guy with 19, and they have a guy that has 11 catches. He's averaging almost 30 yards a catch and has five touchdowns on 11 receptions. Ooh, that pretty, seems pretty good. That's pretty efficient. Yeah, that's not, that's not too shabby. Uh, can I ask you about in-state talent yeah. and, and also how you're recruiting nowadays with Portal, with yep. JUCO, with high school, and kind of the approach? Because I, I think it's ever-evolving in these days, and, again, every level probably has a little different approach. And, obviously, Program by program, a little different approach, probably. Yeah, and we're we're at the Division One FCS level, so a lot of the guys we recruit are maybe under recruited FBS talented players. So when you say FBS, obviously there you know there's a different tier there. I mean, you got your SEC tier guys who are your, you know, your national recruits. I mean, you're not going to well, obviously we're not going to compete for those guys. But then the next tier guys are you know your Sun Belt, your Arkansas State, your Memphis's, your uh, North Texas, uh, Tulsa type type athletes that. Uh, that we feel like we can compete against in, in the recruiting battle. And we feel like we've got something special in Conway. Uh, we, we obviously want to protect our state first. We've got 48 young men in our, on our team from the state of Arkansas. That's, a, that's, a, that's something we take great pride in. Um, I think it's an underrated state for high school football. I think it starts with the coaching. I think this, this state is so well coached from top to bottom. I and mean, you even look at some of the offenses that some of these 2 and 3A programs are running. Mm-hmm. Uh, go compare that to the state of Mississippi or Alabama. It's, it's sophisticated it's really well coached and so uh, we want to draw a circle around Conway we want to make sure that that state the state of Arkansas is taken care of and then we'll build a bigger circle around that that's your DFW that's your Memphis that's your St. Louis even getting down into Houston Baton Rouge Uh, you know we want to take care of those metro areas and then you know over the last three four five years you throw a wrench in it with transfer portal and uh, you know that's 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 been something that that we are very uh, opportunistic with we don't live in the transfer portal Um, we don't have you know, if you're in the state of Texas, you you know that state sends out you know 300, 400 you know student athletes across the nation that want to come home if they're homesick or things aren't going their way. We don't get that at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, in the state of Arkansas, we get we get we get kids that uh, you know we have to be you know we have to go find a great Division two player that maybe entered the transfer portal or maybe a lateral move like Shandarik Powell who's wanting to come back home. He's had success at North Alabama. Uh, you know that that's how we handle that. And then we're he- you know this we're heavy in the junior colleges. If you look at our start lineup. Uh, I think we've got seven or eight in our two deep on defense from the state of Mississippi junior college system. So um, I feel like that's been very under-recruited over the last couple of years because of the transfer portal. I think some guys get left in the mix there. So, um, you know, we're going to build within with high school kids. Starts with that. Yep. I think that will build your culture. Um, and that's 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 the way we're going to ha- continue to handle, at least while I'm while I'm running the program here yep. at UCA. Uh, we're talking to Nathan Brown. If you just tuned in, Central Arkansas head coach will be speaking to the Touchdown Club here today. I want to ask you also in that same vein about recruiting your own because that's obviously part of the conversation now. You mentioned SEC players, and that's a certain level, and then obviously the you know the group of five, and then the FCS. Yeah. But you've got SEC guys. You've yeah. got guys who could play at the in the SEC right now. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that David Walker, Tavarian Wilson, name a few yeah. other guys, could play at that level. And obviously they're getting NFL attention if anybody wants more proof. Um, but recruiting those guys to stick around has probably become increasingly challenging. What is your approach? Because you guys have actually had a lot of success with that. Yeah, and, and I've actually had – 
you know, three or four different coaches over this year actually just, you know, compliment our program on keeping and retaining our players. I mean, that's a whole new element and dynamic to college sports that wasn't there five years ago when I, six years ago when I got the head coaching job. It just wasn't. You didn't have to recruit your own. You got, you have to. That's the first thing you do is you better take care of your, uh, your campus first. And that's, that's crazy to say, but that's the world we're in. So, um, but, you know, we, we give them more than football. You know, I'd love to give them, you know, tons of NIL deals and, and tons of, you know, the cost of attendance for extra money and this and that. We just don't have those resources at UCA yet. So what do we have to do? We have to show them real relationships. We try to truly invest in the young man, uh, not just him, him as a football player, the academic side, the social side, you know, getting to know his family, getting to know his girlfriend or wife uh, in some cases. I mean, that's that's how you develop relationships. And then it means a little more to them to stick around, right? Mm-hmm. You try to pump the culture of the program into these young men, uh, and and then that makes them second guess. That doesn't mean they're going to be they're not going to be tempted to leave, or that doesn't mean that you're not that you're going to keep every one of them. I mean, there's certain situations. I mean, we had one a couple of years ago in Tyler Hudson, probably the best receiver to ever play in our our, our program's history, uh, and he felt it was best in his best uh, interest to uh, to test the waters and. Obviously, he had several Power Five opportunities. Went and was the leading receiver in the ACC at Louisville. So that tells you how good he was. So, um, but you'll have unique situations like that. I just want no player to leave because if it's a personal decision or a business decision or uh, an individual decision, I want it to be because of that. I don't want it be, to be because of any any relationship issues or they're not getting what they think out of the program or the person that I am or our coaching staffs are. I'm seeing the program constantly tweet about te- NFL teams visiting yeah. practice. Who is it that they're excited about? Well, I mean, it starts with D. Walk, David Walker. Um, you know, you you talk to uh, you know certain, and he's actually got another year left, and they, because of COVID, I mean, it's, it's yeah crazy times. Thank God. Uh, you I'm know, sorry. he uh, yeah he uh, who knows what he does. I mean, he's still got decisions to make, and obviously, he's got four games left, guaranteed games left this year. Hopefully, we make a playoff run. But uh, you know, that teams are are loving. I mean, he's a he's a we play him at defensive end or an outside linebacker position. He he projects as an outside linebacker at the next level. Um, we've had a lot of success over the last five years with guys going to the NFL, and teams recognize that. So when we talk about a young man and like David Walker, um, then teams take notice. And, and he's getting anywhere from a fourth to a sixth-round grade right now. Um, maybe it, you know, and what the, what the cutoff is and what they say money-wise for not going back, they say if you can get to that third-round grade, that's where you make life-changing. You have a chance to make life-changing money. Um, so he'll have a decision to make. Uh, Tamarian Wilson has a lot of, a lot of people looking at him. Uh, Andrew Hayes, corner, uh, transfer from Washtenaw Baptist, had a great career at, at, at Washtenaw down the road in Arkadelphia, and uh, he's done a great job since being with us. So, you know, he's got the measurables they're looking for. Um, and then Gerard Barnes, I mean, just being an Arkansas signee, a lot of times those guys that sign, you know, are big recruits and sign with a bigger school, and then even if the, whatever success they have, those those guys always draw attention. Uh, he's got a, a, a pedigree with return game and some different things, not only a, not just a, as a receiver. So um, there will be over the next couple of years, we'll have two, three, four guys probably get opportunities. Hopefully, some of those will get drafted, um, similar to uh, you know Tremont Smith, similar to Robert Rochelle. Obviously, George Odom's having a great career. He was a priority free agent, so he didn't even get drafted, but he's had success. He's in his third contract in the NFL. So, um, you know, we've got a track record, and I think I think programs and, 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 and franchises recognize that. Got to let you go. Sorry. Um, we can either run this back or we can just do the coaching show tonight, whatever you want to do. I'll see you tonight. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. 106.7, Buzz 2 at 7 o'clock tonight, and uh, I understand you got a special event in the house tonight. Somebody celebrating a birthday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that kiddos are at, at Riley and Luke are here with me. Is this their first time? 
This is their first time. It's so so Jessica and I decided that they're old enough to enjoy lunch, you know, act like a halfway grown up. Um, and, man, they get to miss school. It's a lot cooler than being at, what, eating a tray lunch at, no doubt. you know, middle school or elementary school. They came on fried chicken day, too. I mean, this, man, is, this is a good day to be at the touchdown club. They're set. Yeah, they're not going to get carrot cake and fried chicken at school today, <laughs> I don't think. So, yeah. Riley is how old today? She turns 11. And Luke's is celebrating a conference championship, yeah, I understand? Yeah, he is. He's in the playoffs. The Patriots are in the playoffs right now, so they okay. got a big week ahead of them there in the Rotary Club football, uh, youth football there in Conway. Do you coach his team? Uh, I'm an armchair coach. You're an analyst? Yeah, I, I sit back and I have opinions. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I keep them to myself mostly. That's good. I do. I have opinions. It's probably tough. <laughs> he has made the switch to quarterback, I understand. He's playing quarterback. Uh, he actually had uh, the fifth grader got back, so last week he went back to receiver. Um, they scored. I think they scored one touchdown, and he scored it. Okay. Was that enough, it was enough to win. Eight nothing. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's good. Not, hey, defensive battle in that, that, that youth football. Well, you, you. You, you have been finding a way with your defense, <laughs> and obviously your offense has been contributing a little more than eight points most of the weeks. But, yep, uh, yep. yeah, anyway, well, good luck this week. It'll be a fun one, 4 o'clock. It's homecoming this week? Yep, homecoming week, big, big week. A lot of alumni is back, obviously fraternities and, and, and clubs on campus, uh, you know, for the band, the cheerleaders, the dance team, stunt team, all that. It's just a, it's just a great week of – uh, festivities leading up to the game, and we're looking forward to a 4 o'clock kickoff on the stripes. 80 degrees on Saturday? What are we doing really? with the weather? What, what is going on? Would you see tomorrow on Wednesday? I think it's going to be even worse. It's crazy. It's like we're going to be practicing like it's fall camp. It's bizarre. Why do you say worse? I love it. I think that's great. Really? It's just wild. It is wild. Like, is I want wild. some cooler Like, I want 70. But 80's fine. I mean, yeah, if, if it's 70 or 40, I'll, I'll take 70 for 80, mm-hmm. rather, for sure. So, anyway. Well, Coach, good luck this week. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate you. That's Nathan Brown, the uh, head coach at Central Arkansas, he'll uh, be joining us, obviously, from the podium here in a little bit.